Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Ah, so far, so good, man. I can't complain. And we're live. Hey, everyone. It's the Notorious Glorious V, the Gorilla Economy. And I have with us the man who needs no introduction whatsoever. Uh, if you don't know who he is, you've been living under a rock. It's the one and only Dex, the algo capitalist. And, folks, if you haven't got a chance, check out his work on YouTube as well as following him on social media. And he will give out his uh, Twitter handle and all that so you can follow him. As well as PulseWaveTrading.com, which is his website, Go there, join the Pulse Wave Trading Room, make yourself some guap. It's the best way for you to make some money for yourself uh, before you decide to go ahead and work at the Macy's perfume counter. Before you do that, uh, check it out, pulsewavetrading.com. With that being said, Dex, what's going on, bro? Oh, man, just doing the thing, man, doing the darn thing. What's up with yeah. you? Nah, same old, same old, man. Just, uh, you know, every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. You know, that's, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that don't ever stop, man. That never stops. Nah, exactly, dude. So that's that, that's it, bro. A lot of stuff going on. You know, there was a, you know, where do you want to begin? It's a giant ball of yarn, bro. So, so much going on, dude. I mean, we can just, just uh, take it out, take it out from a hat or something. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest thing right now, though, is this, uh, this hurricane. This is a big deal. Yeah, you're right in the, the, you're right in, you're right near it, bro. You're, you're in DC area. Yep. It's headed straight for DC. Wow. Yeah, it's not. It's not even a joke, man. It's it's coming straight for us right now. And you know the crazy thing is what they're what they're saying is that once it hits, it's just gonna like uh, hang around a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's supposed to stay until Tuesday. It just hits Friday around. morning around five a.m. and then it'll be leaving on Tuesday. That's great. So I mean, yeah, that's what hurricanes do these days, man. They don't keep moving. They just like you know come on shore. They just chill out and hang out, you know? Yes, it's probably gonna be a Cat Five when it hits. Because it's getting real? stronger right now. Seriously. Yeah, man. The, the storm surges and stuff is just off the chain. It's going to be like the biggest storm on you know on record that we know of here hitting D.C. directly. We've had uh, hurricanes before, right. but we have not had anything like this. I mean, you look at it, a Cat 4 or 5 when it hits. That's just going to be devastating. And just to let you know, that last hurricane we had in the early 2000s, remember that? Yeah. Um, by the time it hit the DMV area, we had like 80 mile per hour winds and it sounded, you know, like a freight train. And it took down power lines all over the DMV. Some people in certain Those areas. Explain what the DMV is because people think you're talking yeah, about the, the DMV is DC, Maryland, and Virginia. The tri-state yeah. area, and the um, pe- some people had power outage for two weeks when that hit, and that was just and that was just a tropical storm. I forget the name of the hurricane, but it was used to a tropical storm when it came. Was it Isabel or something? I don't know. Yeah. What, what, um, what year was that again? Uh, it was in the early two thousands. This was a, this oh, was yeah. before um, that uh, Katrina. This before Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it, it had to have been. Actually, no, I take that back. It was in the. It was in the late nineties. Like, it was. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm getting confused. I'm going back and forth. I just know it was early two thousands, because yeah. I was living in uh, Northern Virginia at the time. That's how I remember it. So it had to be prior to two thousand and five. So it was around two thousand and four. Anywhere from two thousand and. Two to two thousand and four, somewhere around there. I don't know the yeah. name of it, but anyhow, um, that was just a tropical storm because it was downgraded to like a one or, or less, and it was just really ridiculous uh, power outages, flooding, and stuff like that. When if this thing hits at a four or a five, hitting DC like that, you're talking about something catastrophic. You're talking about Katrina, but hitting DC. And it will be worse 
because of how DC is situated. DC is already a swamp. Okay, it's a swamp. Yeah, it is. Right. Then you have these flood zones throughout Maryland and Northern Virginia. Terrible flood zones. Um, if I told you how high the water's gotten in some of those zones, you probably wouldn't believe me. But it's absolutely devastating. It would basically turn parts of DC into a literal river. Everything would be underwater. So Maryland has already um, issued a, a state of emergency. I know the Carolinas are just going to get just torn up. Uh, but DC stands to be hurt more because of how it's designed and how it's built. Mm. Um, I'm out in the mountains. Uh, I'm out here in the Blue Ridge and the Shenandoah are you, are area. Gonna be, are you going to be okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight because we got the Blue Ridge and the Shenandoahs and all that. The mountains, some up high in elevation. I'm fine. DC is down in the valley from where I am, so they're looking at you know terrible flooding. Uh, it, it, you will probably see flooding all the way up to the to like Orange and Madison County, Fauquier County, Loudoun County. Uh, they're going to be getting just you know drained. Uh, as far as Maryland is concerned, the big areas in Maryland is going to be out. And PG County and Montgomery County, they're probably going to be hit really hard, not to mention Baltimore. Oh, that's right. The Baltimore Harbor. My goodness. This is just, going, this is just looking like something out of a Stephen King novel or something. So I'm hoping that some kind of way, you know, the thing will weaken by some miracle before it gets here Friday because it's going to be catastrophic. Um. And those people like Chesapeake Bay, they you know Eastern Shore, they're gonna they're gonna get hurt real bad. They're just right there, direct hit. Um, the more inland you are, the better. I'm I'm way inland, like I said, I'm up in the mountains, so I'm way higher elevation, so I, I'm gonna be fine. The Blue Ridge and the Shenandoah area usually the mountains help to like stall hurricanes and stuff like that, so we don't really get hit. But coming up 95 South, heading from 95 South to 95 North, traditionally, major storms out, normally come up 95 South into mm -hmm. D.C. So right. it hits that line. So everything on 95 South coming up to uh, to the to the Beltway uh, to 495, I-270, 395, 295, all of, all of them, this is going to get blasted. But that's the trajectory of the storm right now. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just looking really bad, man. I just really hope and pray that, you know, some kind of by some kind of miracle, we just get a lot of, you know, rain and you know not that much wind because it's going to already dump a lot of rain on us. So we're already going to have some some flash flooding. There's no way around that. My thing is uh, the wind. If that wind comes ashore at 140, 50 miles an hour, that's just going to basically just topple. The DMV area. I mean, just just flatten everything. It's the way because it's so old. Like you know, you got a lot of these towns like DC and um, Alexandria, and you know these little these little towns and these little weak buildings and stuff. And the, the way it's constructed, it's just looking like it's going to be over the top. And like I said, this the last storm that came in the early two thousands when we had power outages. Some of the areas were out for two weeks. Dude, there was like no food in the stores because none of the stores could open. I, I remember one grocery store opened because they had like a backup generator, but it was running out of, 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 of fuel. So they were basically just trying to salvage what they could. Um, I felt sorry for the people that were hitting the grocery stores and buying up um, all the meat and stuff only to have the power go out. So they had emergency crews with uh, dry ice that they were giving out to people. But of course that went like really fast. So, you know, what people need to understand what they need to do in storm situations like this, you know, buying a bunch of, of meat and stuff that you got to freeze or refrigerate is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. What you want in situations like this is non-perishable foods stock up on cans, you know, canned foods and stuff like that, 
Make sure you got water, plenty of water, canned foods. And think about, you know, junk food. People don't think about that. But potato chips and cookies, you can live off that for a minute. It may not be healthy, but at least you won't starve to death. So cans and non-perishables, you know, that's what you're going to want to do. Things that, you know, if the power goes out, then that means everything is out too. You have no water at that point. You have no, no, no running water. You have no power. You have nothing. All right. So you have to stock up on these things. Anything that is going to take water to cook or prepare is a bad idea. All right. So canned foods, man. That's all I can tell people. Canned foods. Can't go wrong with canned foods and have some water. And you're going to need that on hand and be able to set to ride it out for a little bit for at least a week. Depending on where you live, if you're if you're in the valley, which I call the valley, if you're in like the D.C. area, Montgomery County area, that's the valley. Hmm. That's the that's like you know the lowest point. You're gonna need to prepare for at least two weeks. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What do you think the economic impact would be in the area? Catastrophic. Straight yeah. up catastrophic. Because think about it: if you know some of the older houses. They still run off like oil or natural gas, whatever. But the majority of the of the homes and stuff are all electric. Even my house is all electric. And um, so that that that's going to decimate and make it difficult to get the people the flooding, the flash flooding. Some of these flash flood areas that I was that I mentioned before, they are devastating. There was something I think maybe it was the early '90s. I think the story. It was before I moved out here. I heard that um, out there, like in the Madison and Culpeper area mm. of Virginia, there was this this devastating landslide, and it just everyone's house just slid right into the right right into the sea. Basically, it, it was it was crazy, and people I, I don't know if they lost some life, but I know there were some real close calls. People had to be. Um, rescued and helicopters and stuff sitting on they were literally on the roof of their houses mm-hmm. um you know praying that their house didn't collapse them into the rushing water below as well but it was just it was off the chain they had never seen anything like it before and that was just a that was just a a bad mudslide from a from a rainstorm when i talk about a rainstorm we're talking about a hurricane now an actual hurricane so you're looking at potential devastation on a whole level level so i'm really hoping that this does not happen because economically it's going to be catastrophic because businesses won't be able to open because they're going to be underwater um and there's no power you know bad ideas that people do and i will never forget this um the first thing people do is they rush they're going to run to McDonald's and KFC and all of that, not understanding that if the shopping center, the, the outlet mall is out of power, they're going to be out of power too. And so they had to, I remember they pulled the, the tractor trailer trucks to block the drive through and they were closed. It was like, we have no more food. We're, we're, we're sorry. They had to close. Uh, I remember some people went to the mall. Uh, I remember in particular, was it? Was it Wheaton Plaza? Yeah, yeah Wheaton Plaza mm-hmm. in Montgomery County, and um, of course the ma- the mall was closed, and the food courts had opened just for like literally like twenty minutes, <laughs> and then there they lost backup generator power, so they had the police walking through the mall and stuff, and it was like yeah, there's, there's nothing open. You can you know it was a couple of food courts. But then they were like, we don't have, we ran out of food five minutes ago as soon as we opened. So there was nowhere literally to get food. The only thing you could do is if you had friends and family in the outskirts of other, you know, surrounding counties, you could see if they had power. And if they did, the only thing you could do is drive to them and then you'd be straight because it was like scattered outages. And then there was the issue of fuel and getting gas. Well, if there's no electricity, you can't pump your gas. <laughs> so it was just it was just a wild time. I will never forget it. So again, if everything I've said was devastating, can you imagine? Like I said, 
if a hurricane hits full force, Cat Five or Four, the DC area, there's no. I, I don't. I, I I can't even imagine the the damage and devastation. Just a, another footnote. Out out in um. Uh, let's see. What do you call this? I want to say the the surrounding the counties surrounding Charlottesville, like Palmyra and um, what's the other county? I can't think of the name of it right now. But um, out in those areas, there's um, this big community out there uh, named after one of the presidents. I can't I can't even think straight right now. I forget the name of it. It eludes me. But anyway, um, it's a gated community. Whenever there's like a just a regular rainstorm, you know, some thunder and lightning, Floods. out here in this area, the trees fall. I mean, all, all it takes is a little bit of wind and a little bit of yeah. rain, and trees are collapsing and falling all over the place. Virginia is notorious for trees just toppling over. I mean, poor roots, whatever the case is. I just know that Virginia has a massive tree problem. In this, in the like the Charlottesville surrounding area, and um, it doesn't take much, and people's trees falling on their houses and stuff. Just devastating. That's just again, just regular rainstorms. So again, this this hurricane is is it's it's over, it's on a whole nother level. Now, as far as will will this affect the markets? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't believe it's gonna affect the markets one one bit. I don't think that has anything to do with the markets. The only thing that's going to affect the markets right now, which is affecting the markets, is this whole trade war stuff. That's what's going to hurt the markets. Um, I don't know if, if you know people have been following it, but um, the trade tariffs are going to hurt Apple a lot. I mean, a lot. Some analysts were saying that it, it could cut the, the, the stock price in half. So just all types of... <laughs> All types of things they're talking about. The trade war is the biggest threat to the U.S. economy right now, not this hurricane. This hurricane is localized. It's just East Coast, you know, the Carolinas, the DMV area. Um, you guys will probably get just some some rain. You'll probably just, you know, you'll get maybe 30 mile per hour winds and some rain. But that's about it. Um, so I don't think that's going to really affect the markets one one way or another. Right. Uh, I don't remember the stock market being down with Katrina hit either. Right. So markets don't care about that. As, if anything, it, it could help the market possibly because, you know, there's going to be cleanup and, you know, there are going to be companies that stand to gain from this. I know um, the carpet cleaning uh, services, they're going to make a lot of money because a lot of them offer the water uh damage service where they can come and suck out the water from your house and your basement and stuff so they're going to make a lot of money they're going to be really busy especially in the dc area closer to dc they're going to make a lot of money so it's going to help a lot of the smaller you know mom and pop type businesses so yeah it's going to help the economy in that regard as far as you know cleanup and things like that so unfortunately you know when it comes to this kind of thing uh, catastrophes are a big, a big money maker for a lot of people. This would only be a problem if this storm was to hit the Midwest or something. Then, then we would have. Then, yeah, now we could talk market because then that would, that would disrupt, you know, the um, the agricultures, but not here. We don't really have anything like that over here in this area. It's a lot of farms and stuff, yeah, but. They're on a different level. They're doing other things. They got special signs up, you know, like government, like the that this farm is being owned and operated by some branch of the government. I kid you not. So they pay them to do and grow weird stuff. So you'll see a, a little bit of that. So this it's not it's not a, a big picture event in that regard. Um but I see the markets on a, on a trajectory that is not going to turn around anytime soon, especially your cryptos, too. You know, I was telling everybody about the cryptos. Nobody wanted to listen. They got happy when they saw that dead cat bounce. But I already told you that's where the market was heading. I said, you know, it's going to try to get as close to that 10,000 as possible 
and then it's it's gonna it's gonna get sold hard, and that's what they've been doing, and it, it's threatening now to go even lower. Even as we speak, the futures are sixty one thirty is the low that it hit so far. It's at sixty two twenty five now. So you were you were at the seven thousand handle just a week ago. So that yeah. should just tell you how how much of a bear market we're in. And right now, I have to also inform everybody that's listening that the stock market is no longer in a bull market either. All right, they're they're in a it's in a bear market right now. And what I mean by that is there are different micro stages <clears throat> within algorithmic trends. So, for instance, you can look at a chart. Uh, the standard settings is a 200-day moving average and a 50-day moving average. And you can look and say, well, no, 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 what do you mean bear market? Everything's above the 50 and 200-day moving average. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the uh, the algorithmic stance that they that they look at, all the uh, high-frequency traders and things like that. What they look at, you can't see looking at those charts. And right now, um, the, the sell robots have been kicking in. Every time that have you noticed the last couple of days, every time the equity market rallies a little bit, it gets it sells right back off and it's and it fails to take out the previous highs. Well, that's happening yeah. right now. Yeah, you got a little bounce today on Wall Street, everybody clapping their hands. But if you look at these prices, these prices are, are, are not impressive at all. It has not taken out the, the, the previous highs. To yeah. be honest with you, you have lower highs and you have now lower lows. Um because they triggered more selling this morning, just so y'all know. There were more sales triggered today in the uh, NASDAQ, the S&P, the Russell, uh, and the Dow. They reversed off those lows right now, but because those uh, intraday price inflection points to the downside that triggers the machines to come in and start selling in small amounts, those right. were triggered. Those were tripped today. Mm. Those wires were tripped. People need to understand. I'll repeat that. The sell programs were triggered this morning in the equity market. Has nothing to do with the hurricane. It's all about these trade wars. They're crying over these trade wars and these interest rates. Uh, they're already, you know, crying uncle and begging the government to do something about it. Don't let it get any worse. And I'm afraid to tell you that it's about to get a lot worse because yep. right now. Uh, the bond futures are down almost a full point. As we speak, it just hit a new intraday low. That means your rates are doing what? Going up. They don't have a oh. choice. The rates have to go up when the right. bond prices go down. So we are in economic trouble, folks. I don't care what they tell you on TV. It's not looking good. In my opinion, there is a Category 5 economic storm that's about to land on the U.S. shores here momentarily. And it's going to be very nasty because you're not going to have any safe haven place that you can go. Lately, the markets have been selling off together. Uh, what I mean by that is like right now, the bond market is negative, right? It's down a little bit. But guess what else is negative? The Russell just turned negative. Guess what else is negative? Silver and your gold is negative. All right. So where's the safe haven play? If bond prices are falling and precious metal prices are falling, along with the stock market prices falling, you have no safe haven. Right. Now, could you, Dex, could you um, flesh this out for the listeners? You know, the listener will look at uh, the Russell 2000 and it's at 1700, right? Mm -hmm. 1715, 1720. 1719 now. Yep. There you go. Okay. So. Uh, when you're saying that the Russell's turning negative, the Dow is turning negative, could you flush that out so the, the average person on the street could understand uh, what, what what is that implying? Because right now we know that, you and I know this, the, the, the market could dip 3,000 points right now and it'll still be in a bull. Yes, that is technically correct. Right. So what makes this time different? Well, unfortunately... <laughs> Right now, um, you have what is called negative momentum that is entered into the market. Momentum leads price, all right? It leads price. I'll paint a picture for you. Picture it like two men in an argument in a bar. They get in each other's face. You notice that one guy 
has now balled his fists up and they're down by his side. You could say, looks like the momentum has shifted and this is about to get physical because he balled his fist up. You notice this man balled his fist up. Right. That's a momentum shift. That's telling you that the next thing you're going to see is his fist connect with some part of that other gentleman's face. A few seconds go by, bam, you are correct. The guy threw the first punch. What tipped you off? You saw him ball his fist up, even though his hands was down by his side. So you knew that the punch was coming. Same thing with the markets. When you see a shift, a major shift in momentum, price momentum, that lets you know, that gives you a heads up that you have a possible shift change coming in the market or trend change. The next thing that you look for is now confirmation of said uh, shift. And that is with your intraday price inflection points. If certain intraday price levels are reached, it trips or triggers either buying or selling programs to enter into the market. And that's what we mean when we say shift. So right now there is a bearish momentum shift in the equity market. Even though you look at a chart and you still see price above um, the trend lines, you see the trend lines are still holding the 50s above the 200, whatever, that does not mean that there's not been a momentum shift that if taken to its logical conclusion would change the complexion of your chart and now your 50 is crossed below your 200 now now you're in trouble so this is the first warning signs before you get a uh, a cross like that and it's th the momentum line is threatening to cross right now on the daily chart on the russell uh, another day or two and we should have an answer if we're going to cross. If that happens, folks, that is the physical official beginning of an official bear market in the Russell 2000. Right now in the daily chart, you have a, a well-formed downtrend channel right now. And so the market is right now what we call in correction mode. All right, right now on the daily chart. The weekly is not far behind. Right now on the weekly chart, you do so far have a lower high than your previous week. All we need now, if we take out last week's lows, which is 1705.80, then you, you've officially now you have a lower low and a lower high to go with it. And now your downtrend channel has been confirmed. So if we do that this week, then it's not going to the Dow and the NASDAQ and S&P 500 will not be far behind. So that's how you look at it. And that's what's happening right now. And again, it has nothing to do with the hurricanes. It's irrelevant of the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is happening uh, in the next? I mean, we're in the middle of September, practically, man. I mean, we're coming down to basically the end of the year. What, what, what What's your forecast look like as? Uh, the coming days when weeks forward as the days fall off the calendar and uh, all the things that are in play is going to either be in play or it's going to come to a fruition. What do you think? I do believe that if we go into an official bear market, if these uh, trend lines cross down and what have you, then we're going to definitely see a Rocktober. Rocktober is when there is panic selling that enters into the market. Everyone's going to try to take as much profit off the table as they possibly can, especially ahead of the Christmas shopping season. So that's where we are right now. Not saying that's, that's guaranteed going to happen. I'm just saying the way things are looking as of this moment, that's what it's looking like. Can the market turn around? Of course it can. It can rally into Friday. But if it does not, and we do not get a strong momentum close this Friday, then that's going to be your first warning that the markets are about to turn over. And when October comes, it could get really nasty. And the reason why I say it could get really nasty is because the markets have further to fall than they did in 2008 much further to fall 
And yeah, the market could still do that and still be considered, you know, bullish in the longer term looking at the uh, monthly charts. But unfortunately, you got a long way down from here. I mean, we're we're at Dow, you know, 26,000. I remember when the Dow was at 10,000. That's 16,000 points. The Dow has moved 16,000 points. That's just mind-boggling. All right? So, yeah. The market could fall thousands of points. Yeah, easily. And because they haven't um, been using the curbs like they used to, they've switched over to a new schematic where now, before they do anything, they'll let the, the, uh, the Dow fall three to 5,000 points before they put a circuit breaker on it. That right there makes no sense to me either, but that's what they've done. So yeah, it's going to happen. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see the Dow down more than 2,000 points in a given day, and it's gonna frighten people to death. And then that's when you the real panic selling will come in. And it's not the end of the world. It's not economic collapse or any of that. It's just markets being markets. When you've gone up like and straight up for so long, any pullback is going to seem like a market crash. But it's not a crash. It's panic selling, yeah, because people want to get out as high as, at the top as possible. But it's not an economic collapse. The market has nothing to do with it, with the economic collapse. That's a uh, a totally different thing, separate. Now, I have to tell you too, if and when this correction does come, it may or may not lift the precious metals. All right, so the, the precious metals have been going through a lot. Uh, as you know, they've been manipulated to death. And for whatever reason, they just can't, rally every little rally you've seen up to this point has been met with just massive selling even the conspiracy theory that people made up of a comex default didn't help to rally the precious metals even that didn't do it now i did several youtube videos explaining how that was false information and how that was not going to happen but that didn't stop people from still making YouTube videos saying COMEX default, COMEX default, COMEX default. And I was explaining, no, it's not a default. It's not going to default. It's going to continue to do what it's doing. And now you see I was correct. COMEX is not defaulted when they said it was. And here we are. So where do we go from here? Well, there's been some massive infighting. Uh, within our government. We have our dark shadow government, and then we have the visible government. Well, they've been fighting like cats and dogs because tr what Trump wants to do, Trump actually wants the Dow to go to 100,000. If he could push a magic button and have the Dow be at 100,000 tomorrow, he'd do it. Because remember, Donald Trump is a businessman first. All right. He's not a politician. All right. He just sees this as the way to help the country become, you know, strong again. He really believes that and really wants to do that. But there's political opposition because it's not that they hate Donald Trump as a person. It's not, it has nothing to do with it. What it is, is they don't like his agenda because he does not want to see the country collapse. He doesn't want to see food riots and riots of any kind. He actually wants the country to prosper. He wants to be the biggest stick in the room. He really wants that. He wants to defeat you know, China and Russia and everybody else with these trade wars. That's what he wants. All right, Donald Trump is enjoying the trade war, 
because remember it's the art of the deal. So he's a willer and a dealer, and you know that's what he does, and he's extremely good at it. If anyone can get America back on their feet, I think his policies can definitely do it. But he's facing tremendous opposition. Remember, a house divided against itself can't stand. And right now you have all this infighting between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats want to take over the House and the Senate this fall so they can impeach Trump and get him out of office. That's why they've been trying to get him out of the office. They've been trying to you know, drum up any kind of excuse or reason that they can get the American people to go along with to get him out. Not because he's just this horrible person. It has nothing to do with that. It's his policies, what he's trying to do. They, they want to stop. Because his opposition, those people that hate Trump and want him out of office and want to impeach him, the reason being is because what they want to do is very satanic. They want to collapse the economy. They want the economy to collapse so they can bring in their new world order. They want that. They want devastation. They want riots and civil unrest. They want to bring martial law. So they want to get a guy in office that is going to do their bidding. Donald Trump's not going to do their bidding because he does not want that. He doesn't want that. He likes to make money. How are you going to make money if there's riots? No, he doesn't want that. He wants to bring business back here. That's why he's doing the tariffs. See, you got to think about things the way Donald Trump sees them. While the American people are crying about these tariffs, so no one can win with these tariffs and blah, blah, blah. Have you really sat and thought and answered, just asked yourself a question, why tariffs? The reason why the tariffs are in place and why why didn't Obama do this or the president before him? I'm, I'm about to answer that question for you right now. See, by him doing these tariffs, do you know what he's doing? Since they don't since people don't want to come to the to the round table with him and negotiate. Remember, he's, remember he was asking people to come. He had an open door like his first 100 days of office. And he was asking people to come and meet with him. Remember that? And anyone that crossed that picket line, if you, especially yeah. if you were a um, in an entertainment business, you, that was a career-ending decision for you. Anyone who broke um, those picket lines got their careers destroyed. And they lost everything. They lost their positions and everything, right? Okay, so the reason why he wants he wanted people to come and sit down with him is because he didn't really want to do these trade tariffs. He didn't want to do that at all. He did it because people refused to sit down with him. All right, not just, you know, the people in the entertainment world, but the other politicians, they refused to sit down and meet with him. All right. Both Democrat and Republican refused to sit down and talk to him. So he said, okay, fine. You guys are just bent on destroying the country. Okay, fine. Here's something for you, trade tariffs. The trade tariffs is imposed because that is a way to twist everyone's arm into sitting down and talking with him. He's making it so that they can't do business. He's making it so that those companies can't make money. And guess what? It's actually almost like blackmail saying that the only, the only thing left for you to do, company ABC, Inc., is to move your uh, offices back to the U.S. Move your production back to the U.S. He's twisting their arms to bring their production back to the U.S. to create more jobs. Because remember, the majority of the job losses that were sustained after 2008 was because companies moved their uh, factories and stuff overseas. So he is making them bring those back to the U.S. That's why those tariffs are here. That's why Apple and other countries, I'm sorry, country companies are being hurt by these tariffs. Because now 
they won't be able to have that margin, those margins that they had before. So it's really, in a way, hilarious what you see with all this infighting. They don't even care the American people see them fighting. They don't care. As long as their agenda is pushed, they don't care. He's in the way. That's why they're trying to get him out, because he is in the way of their rotten, wicked agendas. And by the way, when I say they, I mean the shadowy forces behind all of this. And yes, it's made up of both Democrat and Republican. All right. It's not a we they siege mentality that, oh, re Republican and Democrat. No. It's both. You have people that make up these shadowy forces on both sides of the aisle. All right. So that's what's happening right now. And that is where the America is. America is at a, at a crossroads right now. And based on the next few moves that she makes, it could either be the end of her or it could be a new beginning for her. But right now, America is in deep, deep, deep trouble. And the forces that empowers that be are trying to bring America to war against Russia. And a war with Russia, make no mistake, is also a war with China. Because China has already said they're going to back Russia. Because their interests lie more so on the side of Russia. And the reason being is because they see Russia being the victor in a situation like that. So they're already choosing what sides they're going to work on. Absolutely. And yes, they also are in cahoots with Iran. Iran, Russia, and China are the three amigos. And yep. yes, they will tag team together to take down uh, the U.S. if it ever came to that. But you do have shadowy forces in our American government that want to start a war, which would be World War III. It would be a thermonuclear war, and it would be total devastation. And people need to wrap their head around that and understand that and come to terms with that. You don't have to like it, but it, that is what's happening right now. And it's unfortunate. That's why you've been seeing all these Baphomet statues going up all over the, the country. And, you know, you've been seeing them every movie. Why is it that every movie's theme lately? I don't care if it's on Netflix or some other source. Every movie right now has the same running theme. And what is that theme? The theme is the end of the world and or an alien invasion. Yeah. The alien invasion is a metaphor for foreign invasion. All right. Mm -hmm. what, what do we call foreigners? We call them what? Aliens. Mm -hmm. All right. So they're not trying to uh, prepare you for an actual alien invasion. They're preparing you for war and for invasion of foreign enemies. That's what it is. They've been trying to tell you. Look at even the, the new show they put out there. You know, they made a TV series out of Purge. All right. That yeah. is what they want you to do. And then the, the new American horror story is, you know, basically Armageddon. Right. And if you looked at the uh, coming attractions, the trailer that they showed, for those of you who saw it. All right. This is what this is. OK. They showed you that the New World Order, the Illuminati aspect of the New World Order, the satanic worshipers were happy because they were able to bring forth the Antichrist. That's what they showed you. And they showed you the uh, the chaos on the outside. They showed you uh, the riots and just civil unrest and all types of, of ridiculousness. All right? That's what they're preparing you for. They're letting you know that this is the next step that's coming in the evolutionary process of the New World Order agenda. And Remember, I told you guys, and this is still true, I told you there is no collapse because it was true. I didn't say that they couldn't manufacture one. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that they can't cause the beginning of World War III, which would collapse not just our society, but everybody's. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to understand that if, you know, megaton nuclear bombs start dropping all over the, the, the planet, that it wouldn't be catastrophic for the economies as well, of course. But that's what they want. They want to bring you uh, the phoenix 
situation. They want to resurrect some something out of the ashes, which would be their new control grid. Oh, and by the way, in case people don't know this too, that uh, they decided to change. <laughs> they decided to change the name, trying to be slick, trying to get people ready for that whole Mark of the Beast thing. Yeah. Starting October the 1st, 2018, the real ID comes into play. Yes, I'll repeat that. For those of you that don't know, real ID is effective October the 1st, 2018. And I bet you didn't hear that anywhere, have you? You haven't seen them talk about that in the news, have you? Guess what happens if you don't have the real ID after October the 1st? You won't be allowed in certain government buildings and you won't be able to fly domestically. Did you know that? I didn't even know that. If guess you don't how have I a real ID, out. you can't fly domestically? You said? Yes, guess how I found out. The real I found ID out right? because I had to renew my driver's license because my birthday is coming up at the end of this month. Yeah. I had to renew my, and that's when I found out. Yep. The DMV was like, as of October the first, you know this is gonna. You know, right now it's voluntary, but after October the first, you know you're not gonna have much time for it to be voluntary. It's gonna be mandatory. And if you don't have it, you will not be allowed in certain government buildings and courthouses, and you will not be able to fly domestically. So everyone will be on the no-fly list if they do not have the real ID. And yes, you can use a passport. Yes, you can use a passport. But once again, real ID is coming into play, folks. And for those that don't know what real ID is, real ID is basically like your, um, you know how you have the credit cards and you have your bank debit cards. They have the microchip in them. The real ID will have microchip in it too, just like a passport does. But this one is, the new I, the real ID is going to be part of the 5G network. So mm -hmm. wrap your head around that for a minute. They will be able to track you anywhere on the globe in real time. Yep. They're not telling the people that, but that's exactly what's happening. That's what time it is. That's where we are, folks. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, is it also a coincidence? that InfoWars is taken off of every social media platform right after he did his video uh, uh, in, in the month of June of 2018. That's when all this started happening, right after he did that last video warning about the plan to totally decimate the U.S. by 2023. And really, it's before that. It's going to be before that. They they actually said back in 1994 that the U.S. will be under Sharia law by the year 2020. That's only two years away. Sharia so anyway, law. yeah, it's 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 yeah, good it, luck with that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't take, much. It take I mean, much. It's the best laid plans of mice and men, my friend. At the end of the day, what is what is Sharia law other than martial law? That's, that's all it's it is. completely different. No, it's, 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 it's martial it's law. Any way you put it. It's what? It's, it's martial law. Any way you put it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be blatant tyranny if, you, if, if they think that they're going to go ahead and put Sharia law somewhere. This is the wrong country to do it. That's what they want. I mean, yeah, it's not going to the real ideas they, already they, there. They, they want a lot of things, but they're not going to get all, all that they want. It's uh, it's just that just doesn't work that way, man. They'll well, get some of the things that they want, absolutely, but. Every single thing. I mean, we've seen. Uh, you know, there's always a, a monkey wrench to be thrown, and uh, let's see, let's see who throws that wrench. Well, I mean, think about it. It doesn't take much to bring that to pass. Remember, all you need is a couple of disasters, like this this hurricane that's coming up. Yeah. Perfect opportunity to travel from South Carolina all the way up to Maine, and mm -hmm. say. We need to take your firearms for your own protection. Martial law has been declared. Hey, they did it during Katrina. Yeah, they could do it again. Yeah, but it, it, it's just the just the cost and the distance. I mean, they they can try doing that. 
And, you know, they can try doing that in uh, in some states, and then when pe- when people get a a knack to what the hell's going on, somebody come knocking on on your door, hey, we need your gun. They're gonna they're gonna be dropped dead right there on their doorstep, man. That's, well, that's see, the thing. that's true. But see, they're not gonna be at their house. They're gonna be at a FEMA center because they they're getting they're about to get flooded out of their house. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see where I'm going? See what I'm saying? Yeah. People are gonna be begging the government for help. And the only way to come in is if you agree to relinquish your rights, right? Mm-hmm. And who's not going to say, okay, fine, just anything, just, just save me. They're drowning outside. Their house is underwater. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. See, they know that. See, the, the plan is to get you up out of your house. You need a disaster to make that happen. Right. You, you never see them say, everyone stay inside. No, they want to make it so that you come outside. You come out of your shell, out of your comfort zone, and then you come into one of their, you know, Red Cross, FEMA facilities. That's what they want. And all you need is a couple of disasters to make that happen. And then they got you. And then they say martial law has been declared. Curfews in effect. This is to, this is for your own good. We're, we're trying to protect you. We're, we're, we're going to protect you. And it's not, you know, it's not be, beneath them to make it so that everyone wants to come in because you know look at the uh the provocateurs that they do during rallies and demonstrations they're gonna have provocateurs to act as gangs roving the streets terrorizing people scaring them into the fema facility right see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. help me protect me that's not beneath them not at all yeah and I, i don't trust anything that they say and do Right, not same here. But that's where we are, folks. That's what Told you, a lot going on. <laughs> Dex, give out your website, your social media, how people can follow you. You can follow me at pulsewavetrading.com or on YouTube. As you know, it's Algo Capitalist. Perfect. With that being said, folks, we are over and out.